Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we are in part two of Ask RTC Anything. Fuller, you ready to do this again? Let's go. Fuller, welcome back to part two, my friend. Part two. And what did we say at the very beginning before we hit the record button? We said we're going to keep the banter low because we want to dive right back in. We still have so many more questions from our listeners. But first, before we jump into it, what kind of coffee are we drinking tonight, Mark? Mexican high grown. Mexican high grown. Mexican high grown. Again, the RTC. Again. And so. just like last time, still no reviews because right, we're people. the last one. So if you want to hear some banter, go back and listen to part one of Ask RTC Anything because we're rolling right into part two. We're just going to go. Let's go. Uh, Mark, do, do you, Mark, oh, oh, you're going to ask me the question Mark, first. Mark, we're going to... I gonna, feel like we're so rushed because we have so many good questions. <laughs> I want to make sure we get to them all. Okay. And I don't want to keep our listeners for two hours. Yeah. Um, so, Mark. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm are, nervous. Are I'm the nervous. gifts of the Holy Spirit gone or are they still here today? Okay. So, for people who don't know what the gifts of the Spirit, those are the New Testament ones of speaking in tongues, prophecy, mercy, all these different things. I am what you would call a continuationalist. I'm not a sensationalist, which means I don't think that the tongues and the prophecy have gone away. I still think there are gifts in the church today. Now, I grew up being taught that there's certain gifts that are still here and certain ones that are not. And then how do you know which one is real and which one is not? Right. Um, and the biggest one was always uh, tongues, tongues and prophecies. And, and the answer was, is when the perfect has come, the tongues and the old will be done away with. And so what was always the perfect that these pastors would talk about? They would talk about the canon, the Bible, is we have God's complete revelation, so we don't need tongues and prophecy anymore because we, we already have it. So that, that's what I was taught as a kid. Right. But, you know, I've heard of so many different stories where what's, what is actually speaking in tongues? And, and there's the, the, the kind with, you know, Day of Pentecost where they right. heard their language, heard that Peter speaking, you know, whatever language he was speaking, but right. everyone else could hear it in their own language. Yeah. They could hear it clearly. Um, I've heard stories of that still happening. Well, because Jerusalem was a, uh, was a city filled with travelers. I mean, it really was. It was the the capital of Israel. So it was right. full of travelers coming to and fro around that area. So. And he's one heard in their own language. Right. So um, so to answer the question, no, I still think they're gifts, but I'm also, I'm, I'm, I put myself in the camp of, I still think they're there, but you got to be cautious about it because they're very easy to abuse. Like you see a lot of like... Uh, I'll just say it, Assemblies of God, Pentecostal Church, just speaking in tongue stuff, where it turns into a weird, holy awkward, rollers. holy roller, yeah. awkward dog barking, laughing, look at me. Um, I'll, I'll just toss this out there, too. You see the spontaneous worship stuff from Bethel for 20-minute long Waymaker, and when you watch this different stuff happen, I'm like, is are you are you doing this to get the attention or are like like where's where where's the heart in this because that's where a lot of the stuff is. I still think the gifts of healings are there. I still think a lot of these other gifts are there. So no, I I I am not a sensationalist. I still think the gifts are available. I have a different interpretation maybe than some about what prophecy is. Like I actually have a very tight definition on what I believe a prophecy is. Um, yeah, I okay. still think what, they can what, be there. We're, 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 this is off the cusp, okay. real quick. What what is, what's your definition? My of, definition of prophecy? of prophecy is being able to speak into someone's life in such a way where it speaks to exactly what they need when you don't even know. 
like so when I like like for example, there was one person specifically, um, and like I don't think like oh you're gonna go there and you're gonna meet the apple of your eye and all these different things and you meet someone whose name means apple and I think that's a little weird, but it can happen. It can happen, but um, but it's more the fact of you can speak into someone's life into a situation. You know what I mean? So uh, my definition of a prophecy um, is is more, I think, tra- I think it's traditional. <laughs> I was, Where you speak something about the future? I, I Not even necessarily that, but it has to be a word from God. Right, but what makes be- because, a word from God? Because right? what is a prophecy? Prophecy is something given by a prophet. And a prophet, if you look back through biblical times, was always somebody that was getting a direct word from God to go and tell his people, right? So that that to me is my definition of a of a prophecy. Now, that's just an opinion. I'm not saying Right, like I think about this way where it's like, you know, after the um I don't want to get too far into it, but after the whole blow up that happened in my life that led to all the fun situations, um someone said, "You know, I'm gonna, I'm going to speak into your life real quick right now." Right. And I'm like, that's that's kind of I feel like that's the modern day prophecy speaking into yep. speaking because I'm a prophet prophet spoke into a situation yeah. about what could happen but, if, if they do but, certain things. But every prophet was, it was not his words. It was God. It was words. the words of God. And so you so, have to back it up with scripture. So you can't just be like, Oh, you know what? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and you're going to get a new jet. Uh, yeah. God don't say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but no, I, I think more modern day is more of an encouragement style than a prophet. Prophetic yeah, word, I guess would be the better term for it. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of I'm kind of with you on the gift things. Um, they uh, I I am not dumb enough to put, ever put God in a box and say God. Yes, yes, yes. Like yes. that's the thing everybody wants to put. Oh, their gifts were for them; they're not for today. That's like putting God in the box. That's like saying, well, He can't do that anymore. He can't use people. He can't allow those gifts to flow through His belief or through His children. Um, I ain't that dumb. No, <laughs> God's understanding of things is way above mine and anybody else's on this earth, and so. Um, he could definitely use it, and uh, yeah, that's. No, I like so, that. Yeah. I like that. No, I I just drank my coffee and it was too hot, and I just burnt the side of my mouth and my tongue. So if I start talking weird, I apologize because it if hurts. If he starts talking like this, <laughs> all right, Mark, it hurts. It hurts. It's your turn, man. You got you got enough in you to answer or ask a question. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's do this one. This this, this is another f- uh, cultural one, not not theological. Um, I don't get this from your perspective. Uh, does being a Christian limit what we can listen to and watch? Is there a line, and what is it? Mm. This is this is honestly a hard wrestle. This is a hard one to put in. Like, try to keep it under five minutes, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> Let's go. Um, y- yes, there is a limit of what we can listen to and watch, and no, there isn't a limit. So we have freedom in Christ, right? Did you just say yes and no again? Yeah, I did. You know, that's, that's like two episodes in a row you're giving my answers off. Okay, so uh, no, there isn't a limit because we have freedom in Christ. We have free will. We have the choice to do whatever right. we want. Even the Apostle Paul said, I mean, you know, now you can do all things. Now, yes, there is a limit because um, the things we do, I, I think of the old, the old Sunday school song. Oh, Sunday school. The old Sunday school song. Oh, be, oh, careful, be careful, little eyes. eyes, what you see. Um, I think the things we see and the things we listen to and the things we say, back to that episode of Taming the Tongue, um, influences and and brings out things yeah. that shouldn't necessarily be there. Or images can, um, you know, I think about pornography. 
And they say that um, if a guy watches pornography, that image is like burned into his mind for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Like you'll never really forget about that image. Or if a girl watches pornography or an image in a movie, um, that they're, it's always stored in the data bank of their mind. And no matter how much you want it to be gone, you can't. And so now there's that te- constant temptation of lust. Of, of adultery in your heart. And it changes your that. psyche a little bit. It does. You know? Well, yeah, I wasn't going to get so much into that, but yeah, <clears throat> it, does. I mean, it does. Heart, heart, and to me, like, your brain personally, like, uh, I'll get a little personal here. Oh. So man, when okay. I was uh, a young adult, uh, probably the same age of your seniors, maybe a little older, uh, I had a pretty bad breakup. And what did I do? During like the first part of the breakup, man, I just listened to the most depressing music, and you know what it did? So, it, so you listened to Taylor Swift? No, I <laughs> I listened to um, oh, I can't even think of their name now. Uh, the Dave Matthews Band. I listened to a lot of his stuff, but his like depressing stuff. Okay, yep. And then uh, Vertical Limit. I listened to a lot of their stuff. I don't know them. And then uh, what was the other one? There was another one, and I really loved it. But anyways, um. But I listened to all this depressing music, and what did it do? It kind of made me depressed even more. So it sunk you farther into the hole. It did. It did. And so that's where you got to be careful. And 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 Brandon Soche came on when we talked about music and what you know what Christians should listen to, worship, and all that stuff. This mm-hmm. was back way back when we first started. Yeah, man, first that's early on. Uh, but I don't necessarily think a genre of, of music. He said it best. It's not about the so much the genre it's about the words and the heart behind it and, the, and, the, and content. the content that's in it right exactly and so i think that content has to be um that content has to be the line is it honoring to god um and is it uplifting to us i'm not saying that you can only listen to christian yeah, music because I, I listen to oldies but, but what about like, the stuff like you know i'm looking through one of the playlists that, that i jam out to i mean it's not always the i'm not gonna stuff. know who any of these people yeah are. you are yeah you are like you know, like we the kings, you know them. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there's also like, uh, oh my goodness, I'm having a massive brain fart. Uh, Boys like girls. Then there's you know, uh, Fountains of Wayne, Bowling for Suit. Uh, boy, uh, Boys like girls is the Great Escape. You you've lost me at. You know you know you know Stacy's mom. Oh yeah. Like that's yeah. like the classic song from okay. when we gotcha. were like late elementary, junior high. No, high school, I was right? high school when that came out. Shut up, dude. I was high school. I'm I was like. I guess I was like seventh grade, so yeah. I mean, that would put you in high school. Yeah. So I was like, I was like seventh grade. Yeah, I, like that was the song, you right. know. And you know that was still. Like, it's just a but random see, playlist. The content there is a little dirty, little secret. It's not good. It's not all good. But right. you know, we'll have these stuff on. It's like, oh, I, it, it, there's it's the old Steve Harvey meme where it's like when the beats fire, but it doesn't help my walk with the Lord. Right, like, it's exactly. A classic meme. Um, but you know, there's there's the question of is just because it has this content, does that mean it's you just have to stay away from it if, if the content's not all great, but it's not all good either? Like, even there, in Disney movies, it's not all the, good stuff, you know? There's a, yeah, and we talked about that in our second episode. Second episode. And, and I said that I got, you know, when I watched a Disney movie, I saw attributes of, of God and how the Christian should walk in, in these Disney movies based on how they would act or treat right. each other. Now, not the whole movie. I'm not saying everything. But uh, I, I kind of the same way with music for me personally of um, does it help me to stay in a positive mood and does it and or does it draw me closer to God mm-hmm. um, or does it take me further down that 
rabbit hole of darkness. So do you think that could depend on your emotional state? I, I think so. Um, like now, if, I personally would stay away from anything. Like me, this is my personal opinion. I would stay away from like, if you're going to, if it's a song about sex or it's a song about, you know, blaspheming God or, or um, demoralizing women or anything like that, I would, I would stay away from because those aren't God honoring things. So you got to really, you got to be careful with it. So. Right. And you know, it's one of those things where like my favorite genre is the pop punk emo 2000. That's one of my favorite. Mine's folk music. (laughs) I have a folk song that I just found that I love. Yeah. Um, But you know, some of this stuff isn't necessarily, I don't want to call it, that was just bad, but you know, I gotta be careful what mood I'm in. Cause if I'm in a more of a depressed state, yeah, I'll send me back down the spiral of, of, you know, woe is me, the world's, it's emo. It's the definition of what emo is. So you got to be careful what music you're listening to. Right. But, you know, like I think of some of the teenagers, like one of the most popular songs out there from the Chainsmokers, and I don't even know if you know the Chainsmokers I are. have no idea. They, they have Closer. I don't know the song Closer. So, baby, pull me closer in the backseat nope. of, uh, it's, nope. it's all about these two people where they haven't seen each other in a bit, so they do it. And the, so the whole song is literally them having sex and explaining it yeah. and like i saw you from across the bar and i'm gonna pull you closer and all of a sudden you know pull the sheets right off it, it, I'm, I'm, it is explicit dude and it's not me you know it. some because it's on every freaking place you go like that's the thing like you go to target dude, you go everywhere is, it's I, there I, I don't even pay attention i didn't even know they had music i also yet, listen like to target. mainstream so i listen to mainstream yeah. music so that's part of it you know what mainstream is for me is, Crap. is 2005 and and older that's mainstream in my like. I'm still learning songs from back I then. I love mainstream, I, and I'm a mainstream guy. I've always yeah, and I've that's been fine. And so when emo punk was mainstream, that's what I listened to. Yeah, and, and, and that's totally fine. Just be careful with the content and yeah, be careful and if, where it takes you. And if you struggle with certain things, like I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to my teens here. I, I was thinking my teens are even me. When I'm struggling with certain things, what I put into my face and what I put into my ears is that what's going to help build me up and edify me at that time or is that going to send me further down so if i'm dealing with depression and loneliness should i put on my like like should i should i put on my um my chemical romance no no should i put on (laughs) lincoln park where in the end it doesn't even matter no i probably shouldn't put that on even though it's i mean it's fire what about crawling in my skin (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not even gonna try to do the voice that was bad but like yeah but like you have these songs and it's like you know if i'm dealing with this i don't want to just sit there and be like i'm just a kid and my life is a nightmare it's like no what kind of it ain't building you up. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's the same idea of the Bible says, um, you know, guards your heart above all else because out of it flows. I'm just going to say out of it flows your issues. The issues you got is because of what's in your heart. And what we put in the heart causes the issues to flow out. Right. So, yeah, I think that's that question. Okay. What you got for me, Fuller? So. Sorry, guys. Those were long two questions. Okay. Uh, so we see the quote. uh uh, uh, we also quote the verse in James about the loving the widow and the orphan. Okay. But how does the church love the widow and the orphan in this day and age? Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, so the, the verse in James is, is true religion is loving widows and orphans in their stress. That's right. the verse in James. Now, um, this one's a little personal to me because I'm a child of a, of a, of a widow. Right. I'm not an orphan. I'm not an orphan, and I'm never going to put myself in that category. But I, I'm I'm a, I'm a son of a widow. Um, so you th- son of a widow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I wish I had. I'm going to put a beep track on this one next time, so that way when you do, that's, I can just put that, your son. Of- that's when you're supposed to be. <laughs> oh, I wasn't ready. Anyways, I wasn't ready. But I'm a son of a widow, so it's like, okay, so what does this look like? Right, <laughs> it's stuck in my head, man. <laughs> 
Tim, real talk, real talk. Tim, Tim Hawkins just created a new Christian <laughs> cuss word. Um, so I'm a son of a widow, okay? Son it's of a widow. It is. Um, I think people, I, I think they got it. I think they got it. I won't say it again. Um, son of a but widow. So what does this look like for my mom? You know, but right. when you read that text, it's not, and even throughout the New Testament, it's not just blanket, oh, if you're a widow, just do it. But what does it say? If there's a widow who has family nearby, the family needs to step up and take care right. of them. If the kids which, was whatnot, the cult, which was the culture of that Right, day. because back then, I should say, uh, yeah, I'll go into the culture, then I'll say what the text is trying to say. The culture was if a husband died, that's it. The woman was not able to really get a job. She wasn't able to do all these different things. So sadly, a lot of women would go into prostitution yeah, just we, to get money. Right. Because we, and we was, talked about that a yeah, few episodes we talked about ago. It. And, and we're not saying that it's good or bad. It's just that's culture. We're looking back right. at history. And so back then, if you were a widow, you couldn't have a job. You couldn't have a house. You couldn't have this because it was a patriarchal society. Right. So if you did not have family to move in with, you were not taken care of. We see that with Naomi and Ruth. And the Boaz story. That's right. what all of that's about. That's why they moved back to where they came from. And Even though they why, weren't welcome. And that's why Naomi told Ruth to go to Boaz's field because it's family. Right. Um, and then, you know, one thing led to another. Bada boom, married, popping out babies, and then lineage of Jesus. So <laughs> if you want if, if, if you want a man, girls, go lay at a dude's feet. That's all I'm saying. No, that's no, bad that's advice. that's not what I'm saying. Bad that is not advice. what I'm That was saying. different culture, sir. <laughs> Just wait for your bow Anyways, as. So, yeah, so how does that pertain to this Yeah, so to, how does it pertain to today? So at the end of the day, we have to look at the fact of what does it mean is when you took care of widows and orphans in their distress, you were taking care of people as the church who could not take care of themselves and could never pay you back. Right. So you were taking care of the actual need, the actual needs. Cause if you were an orphan, it's like Aladdin, the street rat. He had a rob to eat bread, Riff-raff. your favorite street movie, rat. favorite movie. And widows couldn't do anything. So the church took it upon themselves to right. take care of their own. Um, I think the foster care movement is mm. one way to take care of widows and orphans that are distressed. That's Schneider. That's Schneider. Um, our, our girl, Beth from episode 39, episode 39 with Beth Schneider and the Schneider ladies. I think foster care is one. I think right. adoption is well, another and, one. Uh, the, the how, how bolds. Bold. How, how bold bolds. are the how bolds. My, right. Micah and Nicole with, with right. uh, baby Maple and the, and right. the Brolins and right. the, the Sowers. Brolins, yep. yep. And, you know, we have, I, yeah, a lot. that's the way the church is supposed to step up and do it. So I think fostering is one of those things. Um, our youth group, I put the weight of responsibility on this, and we're going to have a compassion child, and you guys are going to take care of it because this is a kid who can't, like, like he's in a third world country. Without us helping him, can he get his school? Can he right. get his education? Can he get his sickness? So I'm like, this is the least we can do. This is bottom of the barrel is to have a compassion child for the teens. Um, but I think you need to look around in your culture and go, who are the people that need the most help who can't do anything for themselves. Right. And those are who you're supposed to take it's care like, of. It's like you don't give a $10 bill to, to a millionaire, right? They're not in need. No. But the homeless guy that's picking up cans out of the garbage, all right, that $10 bill, if that's all you got, means a lot. That's helping right. to take care of the needy. And, and I will say this, um, and when you read Taking Care of Widows and Orphans and Their Stress, I mean, this was also talking about those inside the church, too. Right. So what? Right. Like, so I think of the shut-ins. Who are the shut-ins that literally have nothing? How are we taking care of them? Right. Um, those who are disabled and can't yeah, get out, are we taking definitely. care of them? Um, and I'm preaching to myself because I'm like, dang, Mark, you got to step it up. Um, so I just think of, look around, who are the people that can never, ever pay you back? And I'm thinking right. back to Beth Schneider. She talked about her bio parents. Uh, her blog has been thriving. She wrote about the fact of 
how much she tries to keep the kids engaged with bio parents and right. what that means. And these bio yeah, parents are, we, and we discussed that in episode 39. Um, they get locked in jail. They do all these different things. And Beth is like, no, I, I, I mean, this is part of the kid's story, you know? Right. So yeah, yeah, definitely, I mean, that's, definitely. that's my answer for that's, that one. That, that's a good answer, man. That's a I long like one. That. I'm sorry. It was five minutes, though. Five minutes on the dot. Heck yeah, you're the man. Um, oh, do I get to ask you a question now? Yep, it's your turn, buddy. Mm. Oh, he's going to make it a hard one now. <laughs> I see the smile. I'm going to make it quick. I'm going to make it ten words or less. Ten words or less? Yeah, whatever answer. <laughs> now you're trying to find the one that I can. <laughs> Where's the line between being passive about sin and giving yourself grace? Jesus. Done. Ex- uh, <laughs> explain. Uh, so the the thing where it's like passive about sin of like oh it's just sin whatever yeah you know sin so grace may abound versus showing yourself grace that oh you're such a lowly wretched sinner and not going like and beating yourself because of your sin. Where's that line? It all has to do with the heart. Eight words. Eight words. Well, what does that mean? All has to do with the heart. So um, we have freedom in Christ. We have grace. We have mercy. The sins have already been paid for and bought with a price. Um, the reason why we read that scripture where it says, should I continue to sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Um, it's all about the heart. Because that's would, Paul would you saying do that? you actively sin. It's, oh, I'm good. God, right. God's got me. But it's... it's Which we all do, let's be honest. Why would you why would you want to purposely hurt someone who cares so deeply and loves you and that you supposedly love them, right? A follower mm. of the way, a follower of God, a follower of Jesus, a Christian, whatever you want to... Whatever title you want to throw on it, um, is supposed to be madly in love with Christ, so much so that they want to be like Christ. Well, Christ isn't that way. Christ doesn't go out seeking sin. Um, as a matter of fact, um, when we sin, we should have such a sorrowful heart. That, that, that should be, that shows that the Holy Spirit's working and convicting us. And if we don't have that, then, then I would worry a little bit mm-hmm. to be honest with you so, if you can sin and it doesn't bother you i would worry that you are even a christian to so be real quick then follow up if so if, if if someone does sin what should they do uh repent ask for forgiveness realize that god forgives you as far as the east is from the west um don't don't um wallow in the um negativeness of the sin but be sorrowful there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, being sorrowful, um, if I'm sorry to my wife, I sincerely apologize. Sincerely is a big thing. Sincerely apologize to her and try not to do it again, whatever, however I sinned against her, her or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would not want to purposely hurt the person that I love. So I do my best not to do it again. Now, some things, you know, we're just stupid and, and make the same mistake because we're right. guys, but <laughs> and, and not just guys, but we're humans. Right. right. We're, exactly. And so dudes are dumb. Du- dudes dudes are, are dudes and dumb. Dudes are not dudes and du- dudes aren't dumb. Dudes are fallen. Fallen. Mm. I, I hate to say that the 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 dudes are I hate dudes are dumb because um 
we have a responsibility placed on us as the heads of the house. And when we constantly go around as a, as a male culture call it saying, Oh yeah, dudes are dumb or girls call us. Then that actually takes our role and puts it down at the bottom. And like, that's a call. That's a call for the guys who are dumb to step up. Right. Yeah. It's time to quit being dumb and start taking responsibility and, and walk in your role. But anyways, all right, what's the so, next one we got? So that was, uh, what question was that one? Where's the line between being passed about sin and giving yourself grace? Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh. so I think it's my turn, isn't it? I think yeah. it's my turn to ask the question. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to quench the spirit? Ah, I knew you were going to ask this one. I feel like I need to pull the verse up because the verse itself isn't even popping into my head. Um, First Thessalonians 5.19 says, oh, it just says, do not quench the spirit. There you go. <laughs> Done. Next question. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, no, I'll answer this one quickly. Uh, when you quench the spirit, it's... Without going into too much, I haven't. I mean, I haven't studied it. I'm not prepared to go deep. I'm yep. just this off the cuff. Is when you have that little voice inside your head that says, "You probably should go do this. You probably should talk to that person, or you probably should not do what you're thinking about. You're supposed to do. You probably should not say what you're about to say." The Holy Spirit, kind yeah, of yeah, you. and you feel that feeling of I should do this, I shouldn't do this. It, it goes back to that story with you where you're like, you know what? No, I gotta help these people that were right. that were in that accident and ended up being a really interesting situation, right? Or, um, you know, I think of of some opportunities I had where it's like, you know, I I feel like I need to give this person this thing, and it ends up being super cool. Right. Or, um, and, and I'm. I struggle with this when it's like, um, do you ever play the mind game in your head where it's like, oh, if they say this, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. and Of course. You know what I, I mean? I think everybody does Everyone that. Everyone does. But, you know, there's, a, I think there's a lot of, uh, it shows your emotional maturity and it shows your your wisdom that you have to be able to go, you know what? It's probably not right versus like, that's not right, but I don't care. I'm saying it anyways. I think that's quenching the spirit. In terms of God's telling you to do something, you're like, nope, sit down, shut up. It's my turn to do my thing. Go I, away. I would agree. I think that, you know, there's that scripture that God speaks to us in a still small voice, you know, that we've heard that for a long time. And I think that's that nudging of the Holy Spirit into us. And um, like quench it, means to put out. Right. If, if I hear that small voice saying, hey, that person needs a meal. Go, go give them a meal or bring them to your house and feed them. Um, Ooh, I, and, I, and I say, yes. Okay, now I've just listened to the Holy Spirit. That's that God's inner, that, that inner voice, but it lines up with Scripture, all right? So it, God always will never, he, he will always never, that's, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. How does that work? He will never contradict what he's already said in the Scripture. Mm, yep. And, he, and more than likely, it will always line up. So, um, he's, if, if you feel that type of nudge, um, you can pretty much bet it's the Holy spirit, uh, whether it's do this or don't do this. If it lines up with scripture, you know, that that is probably the Holy spirit. And if you don't listen and are not obedient, yeah, you're right. You're, you probably quenching the spirit. I, I totally agree with you, Mark. So thank you. Go for it, bro. Thank you. Next question. This question is one that you and I talked about a little bit last time we brought together to record off air. Oh, we boy. talked about this one oh, off no. air. I don't even know how to answer it. But how come Jesus, after he did his miracles, told people, don't tell anybody about it, bro. Like Jesus said, oh, don't tell anyone that I just made you walk. I just made you see. Or like, you know. Um, it depends, I guess, In my, this is my opinion. I guess it, it all depends on. Or the demon when, guy, yeah. The demon when guy, do you think 
his public ministry started. When did that public ministry start? Did these miracles happen before the public ministry where he was speaking and teaching to masses? Or uh, was it uh, when he went to the temple and started teaching? Or, I mean... You, I so, mean, a lot of people start say his public ministry started at the feast when he did the, the water and the wine. Yes, but then you have to take into account what he said to Mary, his mother. He said, it is not yet my time. Okay. So... It all depends on when you you look at, I guess, when do you, when did his ministry actually start? And there's no, I don't think there's any definitive way that we will actually know this. Um, but for me, I would say that that's why he was telling those, "Hey, don't go talk about it." But he's Jesus is God. He knew that they they weren't going to be able to contain it. And I'll right? be honest, I honestly don't really know. I'll 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 be I'll. I guess I'll yeah. be humble enough to say I, I don't really know why he didn't tell. Yeah. I've wondered that myself where it's like, oh, I just made you walk. I just casted out a demon, but don't tell anybody. Right. Like, come on, Jesus. But if you look at like the 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 lame man who they dropped through the roof, right? Right. Jesus said, grab your bed and, and go your way, basically. Right. Like, stand up and walk. And uh, But first, before he said that, he said, uh, you, you, I'm, you're forgiven of all sins. He said that to him first. Which was like a huge. Well, he no-no. said in your friend's faith, right, right. But it was a huge no-no, especially um, because the Pharisees and Sadducees. I mean, that was like that was like a big no-no, right, to say those types of things. Uh, and that, it was, was and it was on the Sabbath, uh, right? It? It, uh, no, 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 not the no, roof, not the roof, no, not, not the, the roof. roof. That was the guy at the pulpit. Does but but saying that somebody was uh, forgiven of all their sins and their sins were washed away was Ooh, blasphemy. Who can that forgive was, but God? Right, exactly. Not it's, the Pope. The Pope can't forgive nope, your sins. Sorry, the Pope even said you can talk to God about this during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the the meme of him with the uh, blessing people with the squirt gun? That wasn't the Pope, was it? I thought it was. I don't was it? I thought that was just a priest. I think that's just a priest. Well, it's, it, I know, but the, there was a meme that said oh, even the Pope is blessing people ah, with the squirt gun. Uh, our social distancing or something—it was it made me laugh. Um, but either way, but yeah. So, uh, but he told him, uh, he told the lame man to go to the temple and show himself clean yeah, show and himself follow clean. the rituals to show that he was clean. Same with the uh, As a leopard. Same with yeah. the leper, right? Yeah. So I mean, he did these things with these guys, um, and then we see others where he's like, "Don't tell anybody." And maybe it was the fact of you know. But if he didn't, it said, don't tell anybody. Versus like, oh, go proclaim the majesty of my, and if, like, yeah, you're good. But they said, don't tell anybody. And they were like, I can't help but tell you about Jesus. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't th- know. there's some people, and I I knew this before uh, I watched that show, The Chosen, that I showed you Yeah, The last, Chosen last from, week. Uh, from VidAngel. Yeah. Right, from VidAngel. Right. Uh, they Their belief, at least through this show, is that his public ministry started um, at the Samaritan woman at the well. And that she ran off, and then his ministry started started in Samaria, and so that's that's just a, that's another yeah. that's another take on it. So I guess it's it you'd really have to see. Okay, I think that it makes sense that he would tell people not to go tell people because his he didn't have his public ministry. He didn't want to do his public ministry. It wasn't his, public, his time. Maybe it, once his public ministry. I mean, once his public ministry started, that's when people because him dead. We well, we obviously see that that to his mother Mary and stuff like that. Like he did miracles. Uh, and said it wasn't my time. It wasn't my time. Right. So we know he had the power to do the miracles. Um, but what was this? It's not my time. Well, that we all assume that that's his public ministry time. And so maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe. All right. So that's just my answer. Yeah. My well, opinion. hey, let's, let's go to the next one. This is question number. Wait, wait oh. isn't it my turn to ask? Uh, 
It is. You just so said that's, 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 that's oh. what I'm saying. Like, like okay. we just finished question number five, so we're going to question number six, and th- these aren't getting easier. No, they're actually getting a, a little bit. These oh. are not getting easier. Okay. Right. What, um, you what you got for me, boss? Let's see. Uh, tell me what you got, what you really, really got. Oh, uh, man, I'm trying to decide which one I want to do. Uh, Mark, you're you're a ministry oh, guy. Oh, I was about to drop the cricket sound on you. Okay. You're, I'm a ministry guy. Okay. You're a ministry guy. So what does it mean in our culture today uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus? What does that look like? You know, I like that term because I use it a lot. I know. I, I, use it, I say it's time to go be the hands and feet of Jesus. I always think of Todd Agnew. Want to be your hands? Want to oh be your feet? Yeah. I forgot about that song, that's, dude. That's what. I, that's the first time I'd ever really wow. heard that saying. So, And I heard that saying from Todd Agnew, but and, and this is where I struggle because we had a local mission trip here in Michigan, South Bend, um, Mishawaka, Elkhart area that was SOS, Summer of Service, and it was all about being the hands and feet of Jesus. So what did right. we do? We went and we served. Right. The thing I did not like about SOS, and it changed over the years based on who was at, at the, not the helm, but the in the leadership position right. of there wasn't a aspect of talking about your faith or, or really there, there was, there really wasn't anything about, I mean, you would pray with people at car wash and things like that, but I think of, okay, what does it mean to be the hands and feet of Jesus? What did Jesus do during his time here at public in, in, on, on earth? Right. Um, he told me about the kingdom, but he, we also see that your faith needs to be backed up by works. Too. So when you be the hands and feet of Jesus, it's the, again, it might be looking out for the widows and orphans, their stress, foster care, building ramps for disabled people, um, working at food banks, working at maybe homeless shelters, mentoring people that could never pay you back. Uh, um, show me your faith without works and I sh- will show you my faith by my by, works. By my works. And so. And not that works earn you anything. Right. And I think it's part of, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm a Christian. Yay. But it's another thing to be like, Yeah. That person over there, he's he's different, right? Like he he There's cares for about people. Him, he right? loves people. He's right. kind. He's forgiving. He doesn't blow up. He's, he's helpful. He's helpful. He's gracious. He he works without people ever even talking to him. People aren't looking. The dude's still hustling and grinding. Right. Like, like you know, that's that's being a good reputation. Um, I think the the terms "let's go be the hands and feet of Jesus" though, I think has taken a a too far of a pendulum swing into today's mm-hmm. community. Yeah. Like I see a couple churches that do this really well. Um. Like we have a local art beat, which is the local art culture here in South Bend. They shut down the whole city for a day, and they I thought it was a weekend, but yeah, it could, a, it could be a day. I think it's just Saturday. I think it's just is Saturday. It? But they bring multiple artists and vendor booths and things like that. Well, there's right. a church that walks around. They talk with people. They hand out water. They pray with people. I'm like, you guys are, you guys got it. You yep. guys are just just doing little small things to touch the community. But sometimes people will be like, we're gonna be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're going to do. We're going to build wells. We're going to build uh, benches. Or we're going to clean up cities. I'm just going to pass out these uh, tracks. Pass, well, well, that's not being the hands and feet of Jesus. That's called you're just throwing literature around. But That's, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like They think that that's being the hands and feet, but they're just passing out tracks. But it's the fact of, of why. And you don't want to do right. a hook and – like you don't want to do a bait and switch where it's like, hey, come to this massive thing. All right, now sit for 20 minutes. minutes we want to talk about Jesus, and you didn't, right. you didn't expect it. Right. Um, but I think of being the hands and feet of Jesus is – doing the things in your community to serve your community, to show the community that our church cares about us to the point of this, like, like I think of this church is pouring into this community. They're, they're cleaning up the city. They're doing all these kind of things. Oh, so, so, so why are you guys doing this? Well, we, we do this because, you know, we, we love God and we love Jesus and he right. tells us to love our neighbor. So we're loving on you. Right. 
well, okay, so talking about this Jesus, some churches will do the quote-unquote be the hands and feet of Jesus, but never open their mouths. They're just humanitarian effort-style churches. Which even the world does. A hundred percent. And But then there's the other churches, which is the side that I kind of come out of, the fundies, where it's like, no, you don't need to do the hands and feet. You need to see to go win souls. because Pre- Preach the gospel. Preach the, the gospel and win souls. But, you know. Stand up on the soapbox. Em- empty bellies don't listen. Right. I, there's a quote where it's like, full full bellies, open ears. Where if you feed somebody, you know, over, like, like especially like in third world countries, if you just give people food, they'll sit and listen to you. And that's that's how a lot of stuff works with, like, feed the hungry down down in, in the third world countries. They right. give them food, and then they tell them about Jesus. Um, I think of uh, Joseph Rarick's. He's playing soccer. He's doing all these clinics. He's doing all these different things to be a gift to the community. But they, he flat out said, like, hey, we want to tell you about why we're doing this. Right. I think that's 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 pretty yeah, solid to hand to feed Jesus. So doing things that people can't ever return potentially for to show – Loved your community, but in order to say, we do this because God tells us to love our neighbor and you're our neighbor. Yeah. So that's what I got. Good. I like it. All right. Is it my turn? It's your turn, bro. Okay, bro. Uh, what are modern idols in the church? Mm, this is uh, <laughs> this is a good one. We were actually discussing this a little bit before. I feel we like started. we've said this is a good one after. Every, <laughs> they are. They're all good questions, question, and I'm, I'm glad that every, our listeners are, yeah. are asking them. Um, modern day idols. Well, modern day I mean, idols. I'll just go ahead and shoot the easy ones real first. I mean, if we look at the Catholic church, the statues of the saints and the, uh, figure of what they say is Jesus, which is, uh, the crucifixion like, or yeah. the crucifix. Yeah. The, but you, like but the statues and it's like, yes and no. Are those idols though? Um, I think because we have crosses in our church, but okay. But there's a difference. Do we go up and kiss the cross? They kiss like the feet of the statue of Jesus of what's supposed to be Jesus and the saints. Some and, traditions might, but we don't, uh, I know we don't, but I'm saying like, that's kind of oh, making yeah, that's true Because they have like the, the, the relics, right? Eastern Orthodox is the icons, but yeah, Catholic church has like the right. relics. So you got, I mean, those are kind of the easy ones that are like, mm, probably an idol. But what I would say is anything that you hold in h- higher regard than, what the purpose of being at a church is for okay. is probably or could be an idol. Okay. So if you're looking at um, the worship, you're just going because you like to sing songs. Like you, there's no heart behind it. I just want to go see sing songs, and they, this is a good band that plays the songs, and I like the songs, but there's no like, you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? I it, it could be it could be construed. I mean, as, I see where it's like a idol. preference, where it's like this is the way we have no, to worship. No, 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 no. It's, well, no, 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 it's I mean, not like, about the heart. It's about the heart where the right. heart's at with the worship. The heart is not in it. Um, they're not. It's not just going through the motions, but it's it's like, oh man, it's like if Reliant K came to play at the church. And you had a bunch of these. Well, I guess Reliant K is a little. Old. Reliant K is a little old. <laughs> Sorry, I just showed my age. Um, Early thousands. But back in my day, if like Reliant K would have came and played at a church, and all the young punk rock guys would have shown up, were they really there for the church, or were they there for see Reliant K? But that's not an idol, though. I I said it could be used as an idol. Okay. Right. So an idol is something that you put above God. Right. That's that's my definition and of I th- an idol. I think preferences be- can become idols where it's like we need to worship in this way and only this way and all other ways are wrong. No, that's a preference. I'm not talking about a preference. But it can be, though. I'm thinking, like, if, if it's the way that – if this is the way I want, so this is the way we have to do it, and I'm going to shove everyone down because this is how what I want to do. You know, the, because I, I think of people mm. who have killed things over preferences because they've – Oh, I agree. I agree. 
I, I think that, you know, even pastors can be made into idols, not the pastor okay, making okay, himself yeah. into an idol, but the, the church the puts, church puts they elevate him in such a status. Right, exactly. If if he's the untouchable, like, best thing. And uh, praise God for Scott. Because mm-hmm. Scott would be he's like, a humble man. Scott would be like, if that's the way the church views me, I'm out of here. Like I'm leaving, I'm stepping down because he I don't. That that's once. not what it, that's not what it's about. And I could see Scott saying that, and I've never even talked to him about it, but I know that that's what he would say. Um, so here's a question: then. Is there something different between a sacred cow and an idol? Because sacred cows are like, we have to have a a bulletin because it's this way. Or uh, another sacred cow is we we want to keep these specific lights. We have to use the King James translation only. We have to have the piano. We, Winter does that. There was a specific I, picture of Jesus in the lobby, and we could not get rid of it. They wouldn't let with the chandeliers in the sanctuary. I think there's preference, like you said, that can be construed. Or even the pulpit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Versus the versus the stand. Definitely. Now that's a conversation. But is there or, a difference between sacred cows? Because a sacred cow is a the, the 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 cow the calf was an idol. Right, right. Which we got into an interesting conversation about. You know, okay, well they they made the calf and they worshipped the calf and that was an that's idol. Wrong. And then they. And then the God, God, God had Moses make the bronze serpent. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Why did you have him make another statue for the, for them to go look upon when they already screwed up with the bronze or the the golden calf? <laughs> right. Yep. But anyways, that's a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think anything in our life could be used in an idol if it's used in the wrong way. Even this podcast, this podcast could be an idol to you and I if we aren't careful and and our intentions aren't for um, helping our brothers and sisters that are listening to um, have some tough conversations that aren't talked about in, in, in church and try to give some clarity on these certain topics. And I think that that's um, what our focus has always been, is just to try to give as much clarity as we biblically can um, now, some of it's just our opinion, but we try to back it up with Scripture as yeah. best we can. We don't try to twist the Scripture into our opinion. We try to twist our opinion into Scripture. And uh, I think, I, I mean, right now, I mean, I think if we ever got to the point where we were starting to think it was an idol, um, I would probably stop away from the podcast. I would say goodbye to our listeners, and that's that's where I would be personally um, because I, I wouldn't want it to become that. I want it to become um, a helpful resource, another tool in the tool belt, Um for our listening audience. So that's that's my short, long answer. That's cool. All right. So it's we're my down turn. just a couple more questions, man. What's our time, Mark? Ah, uh, we're at we're we're doing all right. We're at forty two. Oh, let's go. Okay. Well let's let let's uh let's do two more questions. Okay. All right, two more questions and then we'll we'll go into our our next thing. Uh let's see here. I'm gonna try to pick it real quick here. We don't really have a whole lot left, do we? Nope. Um, is it wrong to want to be rich and famous? And if so, why? I've heard some people say that they want to be rich so that they can support lots of missions work. Like they just like, and and I know their hearts. I actually know their hearts pretty well. They're like, you know what? I want to, I have a, I have a good brain. I know how to be successful instead of making all this money and hoarding all, I'm going to use it to bless the crap out of other people. Um, so what do you do with the scripture where Jesus talked about it's it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom It's of true heaven. because you're dependent on your own stuff. Now, I think God blesses people who are humble, faithful, and little be faithful in much. I think that can happen right. in this world versus other worlds. Yeah, definitely. I know people who are very humble, humble men, and they have millions. 
right. they give it all. They give tons away. You would right. look at me, you'd be like, okay, yeah, you're a successful businessman, but you don't th- look like the Gucci, Gucci swag. But you know, at the end of the day, if you want, like, like all I want to be is rich and famous. I think that is a heart check that you're. It, it, that's something's not right. That's right. not good. It's a dangerous path. So can you be rich and fame, or do you? If you like, should you want to be rich and famous? I think the answer is no. Um, coming from a person who life was lived on a platform. It's not all it's cracked up to be. It's and I was I was a pastor at a church with 200, 250 people. The thing is, is when you're famous, if you fall, everybody knows. And, if and, you're not famous, if you fall, well, maybe a select and few the know. Spotlights <laughs> on you, right? And that's the hard thing. So, should people want to be rich and famous? And that's the hard thing because everyone's always like, build your platform, build your platform. Right. We're in the Instagram world where everyone wants to be an influencer and a platform. And, right. And you know, there's certain people out there. Um, who want to be influencers for the sole purpose of, I just want to help people. Yeah. Like I'm like, I've, I'm learning some tough things. There's people who need to learn. So I just want to reach out and help them. That's, that's what it's for. That's using it well. But if you're right. like, I want to be rich and famous. Why? Cause I want to be rich and famous. Cause I want to be well known and have lots of money. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a very, that's your, your, your red flags, your red light, your check engine light, your <laughs> low tire pressure. You hit the and, rumble strips. You got to get your life back on track. And the words of the minions, what does the Bible say is the fact of um, God gives grace to the humble, but what does he do to the proud? Oh, uh, pride cometh before the fall. So mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. So in a lot of that, you'll want to be rich and famous. Why? Because you're prideful. It's all about you. Right. That's, that's my, that's my quick take on that. I, I would agree with that. That's a good one. Cool. All right. You ready for this one? All right. Last, last question. One. Go for it. How am I supposed to know? What is wishful thinking versus what God is trying to tell me? Mm. That's a good one to end on right there. Man, that's a that's a tough one. How am I supposed to know what is just wishful thinking versus knowing what God is trying to tell me? I think it all see, we I think it goes back to the God's will thing, which we had differing opinions on mm-hmm. in that episode. But I will leave it with this. Um and it's a, this is gonna be real short, but uh you can know if it's wishful thinking or if it's God trying to tell you something if it lines up with Scripture and if you're doing it for the right reason. It's a it's a heart thing. It's a heart condition and does it line up with Scripture. If, um, you know, wishful thinking, like for me, uh, I've had thoughts where it's like, man, I would love to just be a missionary pastor and go overseas and, preach the gospel, sell everything I have and just go, go live with the poor. Don't care. I'm not for me. It's not practical right now because I have kids and it's just not my, why not? Because it's not my, it's not my family's calling. Okay. So, so that's again, something I have to take into consideration. Yes, it may be my calling, but I know my wife and we're called the missionaries everywhere we are. Right. Exactly. I can do it here or I can do it there. It doesn't really matter. But for me, it's like, that's always been a dream of mine, but it's not a dream of my wife's. And it's, I don't think my kids would enjoy it. <laughs> right. Um, so I have to take into consideration of that. So that, to me, that's a wishful thought. Um, but because I read scriptures about being one with my wife, about, uh, we have, I, I have differing opinions on, on spousal relationships than most people, but I think that we're partners that even though I'm the head, I should, that the, the, the wife, and the husband should be more. It's a team. E- it's, it's more it's equal. A, it's, I'm with you on With that. equal input, and you should not make a move unless there is 100% agreement. Right. It's like, it's like the joke of, you know, 
Eve was taken from Adam's rib, not his foot. Right. Well, and and a house divided can never stand. We know that from scripture. Right. And so, if I do something, if I make my wife, even though she would, um, she would follow, if if I made a decision that she didn't agree with, um, it would not be well for my marriage. So. Right. So, and that makes sense for so. marriage. But what if you're single and you're like, you know what? I don't know if I should move to this city or go to this college or take this well, job or we, this opportunity. You know, we all know that God opens and closes doors. Mm-hmm. So I would say if there's, if you feel like, hey, I should go to this city or this college, and there's an open door, and you're going for the reason of bettering your education so you can use your skills for God. What if there's a lot of debt involved? You know, uh, like that's hard. That, 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 you know? that, that's that's a hard one. It all depends on your your view of debt. Um, the Bible talks about that you're enslaved to the person you're indebted to. Definitely true. Um, I, I I I had student loans. I had student loans that just recently in the past couple of years got paid off. And I tell you what, I felt miserable for every year that I had a student loan when them, the bills, really? would, the bills would come in and it's like, man, if I could just get out from underneath, especially when I started having a family and it was like, man, I could have an, a great house with, you know, a huge down payment, no PMI had I not had all the student debt. I could have had money just stocked, but I, instead I was paying and paying and paying. And actually I was only paying the minimum. So I was never really a lot getting, of interest. Yeah. I was never really getting rid of any debt. It was actually growing, and so it was like I was enslaved to it. And I, I, I just personally, I hated it. And I think it was the biggest mistake I personally had ever made. I'm not saying that for everybody, right? And I mean, the sad reality is, like with student loans, like you know, almost <laughs> to go to college with no student loans is very rare now. It, it is because and, college yeah. tuition, I think, is just ridiculous. It is, but uh, you don't necessarily have to go to college. You can go to trade school. Right. Uh, you don't have to have a college. Actually, it's actually. The, this country is hurting more for tradespeople than it is for people with college degrees, and it's harder for people with college degrees to get a good-paying job to pay for their student loans than it is right. for tradespeople just to go in and have no and debt. It's, and it's hard to live with some of the decisions because, you know, like I think of uh, some of my family members who were planning on getting very good jobs, but then stuff happens. I got, uh, you know? I got a partner that I work with. He's got three bachelor's degrees and a master's degree. Wait, wait, three separate bachelor's? Three separate bachelor's degree and a separate master's degree and is working at the steel mill as a tradesperson, as a mechanic, because it pays better. Hmm. So <laughs> it's... It, and it's hard because like if someone wants to go in the medical profession or a lawyer, you got to get... I mean, and he was, he, he was in the medical profession. Oh, wow. Okay. He's got a bachelor's degree in nursing or something like that, or I think that's what it is. Or no, maybe it's radio. I don't know what it is. It's something in, it's something in healthcare. And he's not using it. Like he used it for a couple of years and he's like me, you know, I got, I got certifications and degrees in aviation. Right. But I'm not using it. And it's just, you just never know where you're going to end up. So that's, that would be my thing. Uh, make sure, um, it's a thought that's got to be that lines up with God, right. something that God said, something that's not going to disobey God. Um, and, and, See if the doors open. Don't force doors open. No, if they're open, and 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 sometimes they're open. Walk through them if it doesn't go contradict the Bible. Here's the other thing too: is the fact of (laughs) don't think you're big enough to throw off God's will. Like we're not big enough to throw it off. You know, I'm the guy where it's like, you know what? Try it. If it doesn't work for a year, that's all right. Try something different. Like just do something. Just make. What are you saying? There's a perfect will and an allowable will. Is that what I'm hearing? No, I'm just saying there's nothing. (laughs) Like I can't be like, oh no, like 
like for me, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to decide to work at this job versus this job. And right. all of a sudden God goes, oh, crap. What's, I'm, I'm sure God would say, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Mark picked the wrong job that I had planned for him. Oh, no. Sorry. Not, now all of history is ruined. Sorry, boss. I mean, now all of us, all of a sudden, 5,000 years from now. It's the butterfly effect. America explodes because Mark it's picked the It's the butterfly job. effect. Like, yeah. I don't, th- I mean, no, I don't think we're, that's, that's, that's a thing. But it's more the fact of, yeah, I mean, do some pros and cons. What does God say? Use wisdom. Talk to talk to people. Talk with wise biblical counselors. I mean, I've heard a, a thing from Charles Stanley, which I want to add this into my view of the playground is the fact of I, I no, didn't I didn't put well it. I didn't put prayer into it. You know, mine was all analytical because I'm an analytical thinker. Um, Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> so, but it's the fact of pray over it, and then if you're looking at it, like I I can make a choice. Make a choice and go. if you got two jobs, two cities to live, make a choice and go for it, man. Right. And if it changes, pray, pray about it right. and then make the choice. And at the end of the day, life never goes the way we expect, man. And sometimes no. the choice that you make, no one will, no one will agree with you that that was the right choice. But maybe it was because that's what God wanted. Hey, I can tell you, know? you from experience that 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 was Paul and his wife, Paul Lindgren and his wife Katie. A lot of people didn't agree with them getting married because they were engaged like after three months of knowing each other. Mm. three or four months or something like that. And he was moving to Indianapolis and it was like, Whoa, man, slow down. You're, you're moving too fast. Not saying that it can't happen eventually, but you need to slow your roll. Like a lot of people, including myself, I said it. Now I had my own reasons for saying it, it wasn't for, I mean, but whatever, but, but the fact that he followed, he right. followed, we thought, right. He God followed what? Yeah. And it, and it's turned out great for him in case. I mean, she's, she's perfect. She's perfect for him. She's absolutely perfect. The perfect spouse he could have ever had. That's cool. So that's really cool. Anyways. Uh, all right. Well, did we, did we wait, hold on. Did we, we answered them all, dude. We answered them all because Score. dude, we, Wait, we answer them all. We yeah. are the champs. It's, it's not, you got to have the effects board up and ready to go, I man. know. Hey, we got through all the questions. <laughs> all right. So tonight, again, uh, just like the last episode, uh, rather than doing the fun facts with Fuller, we are going to do something very special yes. tonight. We actually had, um, we sent this out to, you sent it out on Instagram or? The the the, the either or? Yeah. Or the- no, no, the the the. The rapid fire question thing. No, I just texted individual people. Oh, okay. Um, well, Beth Snyder hit us back up with a "Would you rather" list. This whole list is from Beth Schneider. Well, we added one of our own, but well, this whole list is from Beth Schneider. It's from Beth Schneider. So we're gonna, instead of doing anything else, instead of fun facts with Fuller, this will be the and, last. And I should say, last episode, our, our rapid fire was all from Nicole from Nicole Hobbles. Right? How, how bold. bold? Sorry, sorry how Nicole. bold? How bold? It was from Nicole. How bold? Micah's wife. Micah's wife. It was from Micah's wife. Jesse's wife. <laughs> Jesse's anyways. girl. No. Right. Um, so, but so these are from anyways, So these are a either or Bible it, edition. It is. And fun facts with Fuller will return soon. I won't say next episode because I don't know what next episode has in store for us. But it should be returning soon here for us. But anyways, uh, let's do the would you rather. Uh, Mark, why don't you go ahead and start us off today? Would you rather go through the plagues of frogs or go through the plague of darkness from Egypt? <laughs> that's that's to me. I think I would rather go through the plague of darkness. Now, let's just say these are not we like if you had this is an if you had to this. I ain't asking for no frogs. And I ain't no, asking we're for not no darkness. Right. Yeah, we're not asking for any of these. We're not trying to be if, sacrilegious. If we had to, had to choose between the two, what would we choose? If that's, you have to pick between you the rather? two sucky options, which right. one would you So pick? I would choose the darkness because at least. If I was back then, I could like light a lamp. If you could find it, 
if you could find it. If not, I would just sleep. Because it was darkness. It was pure darkness. You're like, darkness. man, this is perfect. I'm just going to sleep for the next but, hour. But haven't days. you seen those places where that, that are complete darkness and I, they go insane? Yeah, I've see, I've read about them. I've I've been in like caves and stuff, caverns where it's been. So what would you choose, Mark? Oh, man. I hate frogs. Dude, that's why I chose like the frogs darkness. Frogs gross me out. I don't like touching frogs. Slimy and... Elliot will find a frog. I'd be like, Daddy, pick it up. I'm like, nope. Pick it up. Da- nope. I like scooting along with my foot, like with the shoe on. They like, always pee or poop on you when you hold them. Right. But, all right. So, next one. Would you rather walk on water or would you rather talk to a burning bush? What would you rather do for um, Is it based upon, like, who I would be with during that time? Because if it's with Jesus, walk on water. I mean, but but, but if it's also, based, but if it's just based on like, but if okay. you're talking to the burning bush, you're also talking to God, or according to the SpongeBob movie, Keanu that's, Reeves. <laughs> that's true, but but something about walking on water, like with Jesus, walking hand on hand. water sounds dope. I'm just saying, walking like, on water sounds dope. I don't like deep water, but if it was with Jesus, I'm down. I'm down. So, uh, Mark, fiery furnace or den of lions? Would you rather? This is a rough one. Do I die? Uh, I, Beth Schneider didn't say. She just said, "Beth Schneider, you are so mean." I mean, we know we know the we know what happens in the Bible, so I guess it really doesn't matter. This is so mean, Beth. Um, see, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I don't know. I'll let you go first because I still haven't decided. I thought I did, and then I thought about it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna nope. say the furnace because I mean, which is it's, it's that's always has been a fear of mine, dying by fire. But that's a legitimate fear. But uh, also dying by drowning. But um, it said it was so hot that the dudes who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in died, died as well. Right. So I think that would be a lot less brutal than lions. Be less brutal. Yeah, I'm think I'm. I think I'm with you. And I, th- I, no, I think that I'm no Lion King. I think unless like they like like the lion bit my neck and like killed me instantly, it would it would suck to be mauled by lions. Let's just let's just move on. That was yeah. gross. All right. Anyways, uh, okay. I think it's your turn to ask. I've asked them all. Okay. Uh, have a. Would you rather have a diet of manna and quail or locusts and honey? Manna and quail. Locusts and honey, man. No. Dude. Well, you would eat locusts. Have the you tried? Have you tried locusts? Tastes like chicken. I'm a. It tastes like chicken. You've never eaten locust before. No, I'm a city boy. Like they, they, you can buy it online, like a little locust and honey. Why pack. would I buy locust and honey, dude? You haven't tried stuff like that. I don't even eat honey. We're gonna do a live edition no. of RTC where we try different foods. No, if we do a live RTC, it's gonna be a tattoo shop. Not out of not eating <laughs> locust and honey. No. All right, let's move on. Uh, give all your go- would you rather give all your gold for a golden calf or walk two miles as a Jew with a Roman? Two miles. I'd rather walk two miles. Duh. <laughs> I mean, the Roman could do whatever he wants to me, I guess. But I'm like, right? You went take a month. More than likely, fake, that fake golden that thing. Roman's nope. probably just going to be pulling you along by a chain. So nah, it's like whatever. True. I mean, I'd rather walk the two miles. All right, here you go. Would you rather be on the Ark with all the nasty smelling animals for the length of time that Noah was, the full year, or in the belly of a whale for three days? The Ark. So you'd rather be in the ark for a whole year? Heck than yeah, man! Can you imagine the digestive juices in a whale's stomach that you'd have to be like wallowing in, and whatever it's been eating, and the smell of that? Jonah would be as no, white as a thank vampire. You. you know what? I could go up on the de- top deck of the ark and get some fresh air. <laughs> so I would say ark. What, what would you say? 
You're taking too long, man. It's rapid. If, if it was for th- only three days, I think I would be in the belly of a whale. Ooh, three days. Ooh. I can just get it done. Can you imagine when the whale spit Jonah out? What and he must have how smelled dark like? was it, though, too? I didn't think about that. There's, yeah, there's no light. Screw it. I'm going to the ark. I'm going to the ark. <laughs> nope, nope. nope, go in the ark. All right. Come with Last. me if you want to live. <laughs> Last one. You're going to have the red pill or the blue pill. Would you rather, this is the one we added because yep, it yep. was pretty good. Would you rather um, attend the Sermon on the Mount or the Day of Pentecost? Oh, dude, this yeah, is This like, is the hardest I one. I think, yeah. Yeah, because Beth was throwing us some nasty ones. Um, <laughs> We're like, we don't want to keep dying. <laughs> I would have loved to have been at the day of Pentecost with Peter to see the birth of the church. I I feel that way, but I, I would also love to to watch and hear and listen Jesus' sermon as he's speaking it and as he's, like, to me, that would just be so fascinating to watch Jesus teach. Oh, I mean, 100%. Like I, I mean, that's it's. Jesus. I agree with you. This is like the two. This is the, like I would want to like, be at both. Like that's. Let's why, be like, why wouldn't you want to see the church church be born rather than why wouldn't you want to? Why would you want to see Jesus? Like, yeah. oh, geez. So I think I think we're gonna we're gonna split it there. I'm gonna go with Sermon on the Mount. You're gonna go with Pentecost. I'm gonna we'll, go with Day of Pentecost. We'll get back together and we'll discuss what we talked about. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll get back together. We'll be like, hey, how was your visit to Pentecost? Mine was pretty good with Jesus. <laughs> Hey, I got my iPhone 11. All right, Peter. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, hang on. Selfie. Hold on. Wait, no. Instagram's not ready. Okay, and Instagram Live. Facebook and Live. Go. And yeah. That would yeah. be absolutely hilarious. But either way, dude, that was a lot of fun. That was. Two, I mean, two whole episodes. We on. went another hour. We're sorry. We tried. We, we tried. We started the podcast like in a minute and a half. Yeah, but I mean, we were go- going good, and then we started dragging on. But we answered a bunch of questions. So We answered at least 10, and then these nasty best Schneider curveballs or whatnot. So mm-hmm. so we mentioned two different people so far in this podcast. Oh, three. We mentioned Paul Lindgren, a good friend of ours with the intro music and this beautiful actually, outro music. Yeah, he's playing this right music now. right now. Uh, we also mentioned uh, the Frericks, Joseph and Kimberly, episode 40, Missionaries to Peru they're right. still raising support yep so if you want to raise support with them reach out to us and we'll get you in touch with them or just follow them to Frericks, the number two Peru on Instagram that'll also hit you up and then Schneider ladies episode 39 just Schneider ladies that's it you can hear the story of, of the the, the foster to adopt yep. with Beth um but seriously reach out to us we want to continue these conversations we know we did not answer all of these questions to their extreme detail but we hopefully some of this answered some of the questions that that you guys did have but continue to reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Real Talk Christian Podcast or Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. But until next time, guys, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.